Everybody was kung fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with expert timing. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on yet another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Trent Weatherman. When I first decided to start this podcast, one of the first wrestlers that came to mind was Trent Weatherman. He's one of the biggest names I remember hearing about growing up. He's a five-time AAU state champion, followed that up with being a four-time Iowa High School state finalist and two-time state champ while wrestling for Ballard Huxley. I remember my dad talking about him and saying he just seemed like a man amongst boys. Uh, After high school, he went on to compete for the Iowa State Cyclones, where unfortunately injuries cut his career short. He's now grown himself into a very successful businessman. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Trent Weatherman. With you, I'd like to start with just what are you up to now? Yeah, um, so I actually run a wealth management or financial planning firm in Ankeny. Um, me and my fiance live here. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been. I pretty much have been doing this since I graduated um, in 2014 from Iowa State. So started um, started my business then, and yeah, been, been doing the same thing ever since. So is this your? So you said you started your business. So this is your. This is your baby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This. So this is. Yeah. The, my business. I have two employees for me. Um, so yeah, we're growing. Um, always trying to grow, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I've been doing this for basically like the last seven and a half years. Wow. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> I didn't know that. You know, and that's partly where, you know, did wrestling kind of lead you into, into this path, or how I was like, wrestling. The core values you use from wrestling translated into you know, growing your own business. Yeah. I think that I always knew um, from a young age that I wanted to be in business for myself. I, I knew at a young age that I wasn't very good at um, taking orders. So the corporate marketplace just wasn't going to be the best fit for me. Um, so yeah, I, I, I actually had a job for about six months right out of college where I was in sales Um same thing, 100% commission. Um, so I like that, just the competitive aspect of that. Um, but then, yeah, eventually, right, I was working for someone else. So I, again, I knew yeah. I wanted to be in business for myself and start my own thing. And I don't know that I had initially thought like, yeah, financial planning is going to be the thing that I do. But I, whatever it was, I was just like, all right, well, it's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't want to have a boss that's telling me what to do. And um, <clears throat> so I think that that like competitive competitiveness and then also just maybe having a little bit of like a ego of not being not not uh i would say i'm coachable but i don't like being told what to do yeah um, yeah which it probably makes me a little bit stubborn which definitely translates to us <laughs> yeah the 
the way you're talking, it, it the first person that comes to mind is Mark Ironside, you know, because he has his Ironside apparel. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I yeah. doubt he thought he'd be running them clothing business or you know but the sales aspect yeah. of competition like you're saying kind of yeah. reminds me of him and trying to beat somebody in the punch or yeah. You know. yeah and using your network to yeah you know, he's he obviously has a very big network especially mm-hmm. in iowa city so yeah using this network to have people in it leverage you know him and his business um is huge i would imagine for him mm-hmm. have you noticed that your network might be bigger than you than you think or have you been surprised at the people who are like, Trent Weatherman, what? Okay, hey, I remember you. And you're like, oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely in the wrestling world. And obviously there's so many, I mean, there's tons of high school wrestlers right and just like we talked about you might not know them but you probably know someone who knows them so yeah especially in what i do i work with a ton of wrestlers you know not only across the state but across the country just because i tend to find that wrestlers are naturally hard workers in a byproduct of being a hard worker is you're going to have some success financially so you know i work with a lot of wrestlers and i think just like like-minded geared the same way and wrestlers definitely have a bond that is maybe weird to some people right yeah. that yeah. You know, the close to the bond of just like going through the the misery of of wrestling um so yeah i think that that's that's super relatable but yeah they're all the time i'll call someone and they'll be like oh yeah i remember you from high school and then they're like you might not know me because i wasn't in your bracket but you would know so-and-so and i'm like oh yeah well makes perfect sense so yeah, yeah it, it is it's it's cool to watch like my um, my network and like sphere of like people I know in the wrestling community grow because um, yeah we're all like connected by you know a couple degrees of separation so yeah and have you noticed like I know I forget who said it um, I, I want to say it was like Daniel Dennis but I don't think it was him that wrestlers have to basically purposely make themselves poor to be successful in on the national international stage does that do you run into those issues where people like you really have to financially sit them down and like see what they're working with because they're chasing dreams that you know makes money hard to come by um i wouldn't say that that's my um that wouldn't be like my main clientele Mm -hmm. um obviously especially like going through wrestling like i've had conversations with people that are in like rtc and they're still training for the olympics and that you know there's few and far between right i know the guys that were in the rtc when i was at iowa state and they were making you know xyz dollars a year and that basically was like paid for rent and food and you know maybe a little bit of entertainment but that generally wouldn't be my target market but as soon as they are done with that generally we're having conversations and you know they they moved from not making a ton of money training for you know the world team or olympic team to all right well i found what i wanted to do after life after wrestling now most of them are crushed gotcha okay okay so it's more how to grow maybe their financial wealth rather than you know how to sustain it or get them out of debt is that what you're yeah so yeah we i mean we help people with all of those things i would say that um yeah it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be 
not as much entry-level stuff, not as much like budgeting, debt reduction, more yeah. or less like, yeah, growing and like managing like this big wealth picture. But again, I, I, I like working with wrestlers and work with anyone. Right. I did to hearing what I have to say and hearing what my team has to say, then yeah, I'll work with anyone. I'm you know not above that. Yeah. And so a couple employees, are they, they t- wrestling ties or are they just some no no they don't have any ties to wrestling they probably yeah i don't even they might not even know i was a wrestler yeah probably look at my ears and they could make a, a good judgment <laughs> but they might yeah. not even know that i wrestled <laughs> yeah when did you start getting cauliflower year oh, um you know what i think i got it between my eighth and ninth grade year Really, I wrestled. I wrestled. My dad was just talking to me about this a couple weeks ago. I think between my eighth and my ninth grade year in freestyle and Greco, I wrestled 128 matches that summer. Wow! And there was just like no chance for it to like ever go backwards, right? Because even if I drained it, which I did a ton, there was yeah, there was no opportunity for it to rest. Um, just because I was wrestling every single weekend, you know, five or six, seven matches a weekend. So Mm -hmm. that made it tough, but yeah, yeah, so it's been a long time. I don't even like remember what it was like to not have it. And and, and these are like the first headphones that I've found in forever that uh, actually like I jam in my ear. (laughs) Really? That's interesting. So like, so you're wearing the AirPod pros, um, other other ones don't fit like otherwise you have to do over the head over the ear one yeah 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 that's what i would have to do yeah dang really huh the struggles yeah (laughs) i'm sure i'm I'm sure i'm not the only wrestler that yeah no but i never even really thought about that that you know that you had to wear different headphones yeah i would imagine mma fighters yeah jujitsu guys wrestlers yeah they all have uh are dealing with that struggle in one way shape or form yeah yeah Uh, Dang, 128 matches. Did, did you ever like get that burnout mentality um, a little bit? Probably by the end of the summer. I think after Fargo, I was like, okay, I'm ready for a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. But I, I just knew that, like, I knew that I was going to be in high school next year, right? So going into my freshman year, I just, I kind of knew that I like wanted to be ahead of the game. Um, and so that was just an easy way to do it. Um, and yeah, so I think a lot of it was, I was wrestling at these tournaments anyways, probably as a cadet. And then I would just wrestle in the junior division as well. Cause a lot of these like small town um, freestyle and Greco tournaments. I mean, there's not like a ton of kids. So you might wrestle four matches as a cadet and then four matches as in the junior division. But I mean, so eight matches is a lot in a weekend, but it's like, you're already there regardless. So what's a couple more matches. So I think it, it was just kind of like worked out the way that it did. Um, but yeah, I think probably in the back of my mind, I was like, all right, well, I need to like be ready for um, high school. That's going to be here, you know, before you know it. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever take a little bit of a break? I mean, is that when yeah. your break was after Fargo? Going yeah, into- I played football in high school. So, I mean, I, I don't know that I was a superstar by any stretch of the imagination, but um, yeah, that was, that was usually my break. It's football season. You know, I, I never wrestled um, at all during football season. And yeah, as soon as um, football was over, then wrestling would get started. But basically from the start of wrestling season all the way to the end of Fargo, I would wrestle pretty consistently at least and then yeah football was like my two to three month break yeah 
Did you enjoy football? Or did yeah, you yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, football's a, football's a great sport. It's like not anything like wrestling. And not to say that like football is easy, but in comparison to wrestling. Right, yeah. Easy, right? It's a game and you're playing with your buddies. So, yeah, um, yeah, very different. So that was a good like lighthearted break. And I obviously knew I wasn't going to go play football in college. So I didn't put like, a, um, I would say like not a ton of my eggs were in that basket. So I mm-hmm. played, you know, just to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel, I feel, you know, like I, I ran track and that was kind of my, you know, obviously still worked hard, but knew that it wasn't really my passion or anything, you know, it was just something I did, like you said, with the buddies. So yeah. Kill some time, be involved in school sports. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When did you know that you were going to wrestle in college? Uh, Had always something like a goal when you were younger or? Yeah, I think I knew. I think I, at a very, like, very young age, I knew that I wanted to wrestle in college. My goal originally was to be a four-time state champ. And then, you know, obviously the goal is to be a four-time national champ. And I think that, like, those were, those were, like, big aspirations, obviously. Um, But I think, like, I I knew probably, I mean, I guess I don't know how far back, but Mm -hmm. at a like, very young age, I knew that I wanted to wrestle you know, my goal was to go to the Olympics, which thinking about that now, I'm like, oh, gosh, that was a that was a that was a big goal mm-hmm. um, or, or maybe a, a long shot. But um, yeah, so from a, like a super young age, I think that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because the people I've talked to before, they, they didn't really start as young as you. And I don't think some of them like Christian Lance's goals were never to be like they were never these large goals. So I'm just curious, like did you just love wrestling right away? Did you just like, you started it when you, I mean, you were a five-time AAU state champ. I mean, did you just like naturally good, naturally love the sport and just that was it or, you know? Yeah. So um, it, it seems like, it seems like that was the case, but I started wrestling when I was four mm-hmm. and there was a lot of heartache when I was young because I had my younger brother, Tanner, mm-hmm. and then my, <clears throat> I have a cousin, Brock Weatherman, yep. Yep. in between us and those two growing up. So Brock's a year younger than me. My brother's two years younger than me. They had like all the success in the world, right? We would go to Tulsa and like Brock would win it and my brother would get second or like third, right? And then we'd go to state and it was the same thing. Brock would win it. My brother would be in the same bracket, you know, be in the top, top three or four. And this like happened all the time. And I remember, it seems even weird to think about, but I remember after I lost in third grade in the AAU state tournament, I told my dad, I was like, I never want to feel like this again. Wow. Weird to like even think about as a third grader because I have like nephews that are or a nephew and you know younger cousins that are like that age and like they would never say anything like that. They'd be like, oh, I lost, but I'm gonna go play or get on TikTok, right? It's like yeah. I just told them, you know, I knew that I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And then that's maybe when I played a little bit of catch up. Um, not that I like started outpacing my brother or um, rock, but that, that was when I maybe caught up to them and things got a little bit easier or maybe the success, maybe it started to show up a little bit more transparent. Wow. You took it pretty serious. I mean, that's, that just shows, I think, you know, your mentality at that age about, I mean, I'm just trying to think how you didn't like to lose 
I mean, what like the mentality for for that young of age is is pretty remarkable. Like how strong willed you were, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, yeah. I, I have a, a a friend that I work with, and you know, you always like see these kids at young young kids that are at wrestling tournaments, and they throw a fit when they cry, and they're all upset. Yeah, I was the same way. I was the exact same <laughs> way, and I think that part of that is like, okay, you got to be a good sport, right? You can't like, you can't be, uh, you got to be a little bit disciplined in that. But if it, if kids at a really young age, like if it can hurt that bad to them, then to me, that would be like, they get it right. They understand that like losing is no fun. And I like want to do a lot of things to change it. One of my good friends, his son's a hockey player and he's eight years old, but nine years old now, really good hockey player. And, um, like this past weekend, they got second at this big tournament. His son like cried after, yeah. and he's like, he's like, I didn't even like think that was a thing in that young. Of <laughs> and I was like, trust me, that's a good thing. <laughs> that downhearted about it, that that's a good thing, um, as opposed to just being like, oh, willy nilly, like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, so even though at the time it's like maybe <clears throat> it seems like okay, well, it's not that big of a deal, but yeah, long term, I think that's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. And did it, did it help that Brock and Tanner were also wrestling and, and having that, did that kind of drive you also to be, you know, to try to get on their level or, you know, was it the loss to the competition or a mixture of both? I think it was, I think it was both. I remember like at a young age being like super envious of their success. And like, I'd be in the stands, like eating dipping dots. Right? Oh, yeah. be, like wrestling in the finals. I'm like, Oh, this sucks. Um, but yeah, I think it was like, I was envious of the success that they were having. And then, yeah, I just didn't. And we, we were really, really close growing up. Like we spent like every waking minute together. So, yeah. um, like that was also part of it, but a lot of it was just, yeah, I was just like envious of the success. And like, I wanted to be in, in it with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time I just wasn't. Yeah. When did you finally catch up to them? You know, I mean, uh, you won a, you state five times. I mean, I remember, I more so remember your name growing up than to be honest, Tanner and Brock, weirdly enough, you know, um, <clears throat> Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it was after that third grade year. Then I won state after that. So I won state fourth, whatever, seventh. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just like after that, like that summer after my third grade. So going into fourth grade, that was kind of when I flipped a switch. And I spent a lot of time wrestling. And I remember my dad just made it like, uh, thinking back now, it was probably wasn't a big deal. But when he says this to a third grader, it was it seemed like a lot at the time. My dad just told me, like, if you run a mile every single day and you do 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups, which most people now, like, you could run a mile in 10 minutes. You could do yeah. 100 push-ups pretty quick, easy. But as a as a third grader, I was like, gosh, that seems like a lot. But that yeah. summer, I did that every single day. Never missed a day. Not one single time. And then the next year... The next year, I, the success kind of like trickled over um, into that. But that was like, I think about it and it seems so small now, but, you know, growing up, I just like, I was like, oh, okay. That's what my dad told me to do. I should just do that every day. Yeah. And it worked. So lucky for my dad, he had a, <laughs> had a good formula. So if it didn't work, I would have been like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Did you wrestle yeah. Tanner and like, did you wrestle Tanner and Brock a lot then too? Or did you have like a wrestling room in your basement? You know, we had a big wrestling room in our basement. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we spent a lot of times when you're a young kid, you know, the wrestling room is more for like playing games and stuff. But yeah, we spent a lot of time wrestling. Um, but I think all of us just grew up ornery, you know. I have <laughs> two older cousins that used to beat the crap out of me. And then I have uh, two younger cousins and a younger brother that I used to beat on. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my brother, he was like the, he's the youngest of everyone. So he kind of like got it from everyone. <laughs> That's probably why he had the most success out of anyone um, from, a, you know, high school to a college career. That's probably why he had as much success as he, as he did, because, you know, he was kind of like the the run to the group growing yeah. up and he got bigger than everyone. So now um, <clears throat> it, it, that probably translated to, you know, <laughs> success that he did later on wow all right did you ever wonder if you were born later that maybe you could have had you know if you were, if you were oh, younger like i don't know i don't know if i could take in the, the beatings I, I i was i got them a lot but I, it was also good for me mentally to dish them out too yeah of course um, so yeah. i don't know if i could have taken it if i was just only receiving the beatings yeah <laughs> um so after eighth grade you you tra- quickly transitioned to high school and found success there and you wrestled for your uncle Jeff how I wrestled for my uncle too so how was it wrestling for your uncle you know um it, it, yeah it, I mean it was great me and my uncle have an awesome relationship um <clears throat> my dad was the assistant coach so they those two have an awesome relationship and my dad was always my dad's like never been a serious guy he's like I would say my dad's like closer to my best friend one of my best friends than he is like that he plays a dad role so the, the combination of those two worked out really really well because my uncle's more stern more serious he's very very organized um and my dad's a lot more light-hearted so I think the combination of those two not only like helped me have success, but also the Ballard team during yeah. that that time in high school helped them develop, you know, success uh, as well. So it was just it was kind of a perfect storm of those two. They mirror each other really, really well or they complement each other really, really well, mm-hmm. uh, which I think was a good recipe. Yeah. Did it make um did it make Thanksgivings a little, a little rough or fun, you know, when you were cutting weight? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't ever remember. Like, I don't think I cut a lot of weight in high school, so I don't remember there being, um, you know, like I said, we always grew up always being around each other. So like whether it was wrestling or football or baseball as a little kid, um, it, it, yeah, it was just like, it was, there was always competition, but it was mm-hmm. always like, like, you know, it was always lighthearted. Yeah. I just remember like growing up, I mean, or getting into high school and having Thanksgiving and you always, he always kind of, my uncle Chet always kind of had one eye on you a little bit. Like, what are you eating? You know, like, hmm. are you yeah, going no, back for a second plate? I don't know. Like, no, I, I think that, uh, I think that either one, they just knew like, I, eat as much as you want because the weight's going to come off next time I see you, <laughs> whether you want it to or not. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't remember like ever having those conversations. So that was probably a good thing too. Yeah. So you got into high school when you finally, you know, you made the state finals and you got beat and you said your aspirations to be a four-time state champ. And when you didn't reach that goal, like how did you bounce back from that? You know, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. So I would say 
again, some of the things when I say them out loud, it makes me seem a little bit crazy, but just like, oh, that's the way it was at the time. I remember that one, when I lost, obviously, again, as a sophomore, I got second again as a sophomore. Mm-hmm. That one, I don't remember taking as hard as I took the first one because, right, if you lose one, you lose four, right? Yeah. It's like, you, you're never going to get four. You already lost the first one. So mm-hmm. that one, I, I took really hard. And I remember I didn't, I didn't talk to a single soul for like three weeks. And then finally, one of our assistant coaches, his name's Mark Cousins. Unfortunately, he passed away, but he's an awesome guy, like a great mentor, just a great person all around. Um, He grabbed me after freestyle practice one day and he's like, dude, you got to let it go. You know, like you had a great year, you had a ton of success, like you got to bury this behind you. Um, and so finally, like, then I like got over it, but I remember I didn't say a single word to a single person for three weeks. Um, yeah. So I just took, I took that one really hard. Not to say I didn't take, you know, when I lost as well, that one being more hard just because like I said, if you lost one, all four were gone. You were never going to be a fourth timer, you know, once that first one. And I came, you know, so close. It was right there. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that sucked. For sure. Yeah. And it's, isn't it interesting, you know, cause I'm sure you probably heard that from quite a few people. Hey, you let it go, you know, <clears throat> but it's always interesting who gets it through to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause my dad had the conversation with me. My mom tried to have the conversation with me and I had a lot of respect for Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, you know, enough time that I had also passed. Um, so he, what, you know, I don't even remember what he said to me really like probably the in-depth, but basically it was just like, Hey man, don't beat yourself up. You got to let it go. And it was a combination of just hearing it from him and enough time had passed. And I was kind of like, okay, well time to move on and, you know, move on to the next thing. Yeah. And so it was just, it was just like that. You were just like, okay, that's it. I can do it. I mean, there, it might've been not been that. I lightened up a little bit. Like I, yeah. was, I became more friendly because I would imagine for those three weeks, <laughs> I was a real pain in the butt for my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, but after that, yeah, it was, it was definitely better. Yeah. And so, you know, you made it again. What did anything really change from that freshman to sophomore year? Like was freshman year, was it like, oh, wow, state finals, you know, it's on a Saturday night, three mats. Like, was it the bright lights? I mean, did you have that moment where you just kind of took it in like, holy cow, this is a state finals. This is what I've dreamed well, about. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't um, I don't ever remember like being overly nervous. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I think that like as cliche as it sounds like, I think I like had thought about it so much, like being a four timer that like, I wasn't, I mean, I was obviously like happy to be in that situation, be in the finals as a freshman. Um, but I don't remember being like overwhelmed by the situation because, but I think it's just because I thought about it so much that it was like, Oh, Hey, I'm like right where I was supposed to be, you know? Um, but but yeah, as cliche as that might sound, I, I don't remember being like, Cause there has been times that I have felt like that, but I don't remember the state finals being, you know, one of those times where I was like, you know, like can't, can't quite take <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Did you ever get nervous before matches? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, just like anyone else, you know, um, but um, I actually feel like I was more nervous every year for the semifinals of the state tournament really? than I was for the finals. Cause I always felt like 
if I win this match, right, the worst I can get is second. If I lose this match, I can freaking go all the way down to sixth. Yeah. So I don't want to do that. So I, yeah, I always remember. And I always had good guys that I wrestled in the semifinals, um, especially my first two years in high school. Um, so yeah, I think I remember being more nervous for those matches than I did the finals. Really? How, how'd you deal with them? Those nerves, you know? Um, um, well, I think one, again, going back to my, my dad and my uncle, that, that helped. And then just like the, I, again, I was fortunate to be on a really good team too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, and I, and I, and I, obviously this is a lot smaller scale, but the last two years that I was in high school, it was a little bit like what Penn state's doing right now. Right. They yeah. guys in the final freaking five guys win it. And so being on a team like I was where there, you were kind of surrounded by other guys that were having success. It almost became like a little bit contagious um, to like go out there and win. So that, that made things easier, right? That you're doing it with um, your buddies as opposed to, you know, when I was growing up, Ballard would send like three guys to the state tournament. Right. And so I could imagine I would have probably been more nervous in that situation because then it's like, well, the school, right. (laughs) or not it's probably not because we all play tricks in our own mind but like the school is just down here watching us three or you know maybe you're the only one left after a couple guys got knocked out like i i would i could understand where that would maybe cause more pressure but this this scenario was more like all right well there's i got a bunch of us here right this Mm -hmm. is like kind of a team thing yeah i was gonna ask that that's a question i was gonna ask was how how real is that uh that confidence or you know as one guy wins the next guy just feels like you know they're gonna win and then it just kind of trickles down to the entire team because what'd you put in nine to the finals that year one year uh yeah yeah i mean when i was a a senior i think we had nine guys in the semis and then nine guys in the um finals yeah, I think you won, I think, five, five of them. Yeah, five or four, yeah. So, like, you know, norm- normally, like, you don't see wrestling as that kind of a sport where it kind of – I mean, you don't think it anyway that it uh, – I'm trying to – Like what, it's what, snowball, what, like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think there's a ton of truth. I think that 100%, I think – I think that's why, again, I'm a little bit of a Penn State fan just because Kale recruited me. David was like, is one of my friends. So I just like watch them a little bit. Obviously, I'm a Cyclone fan, but (laughs) I I can appreciate the success that they have, right? I can appreciate it as a competitor, um, but I think they do the same thing, right? They just get these guys on a rally and they they just feed off of each other. Um, And I think that, you know, again, high school to college, not comparing the same thing, but in its own right, that, I mean, that's what happened that year. We got nine guys in the semis and they just, we just kind of started rolling from the start and it just, it just kind of magically worked all the, the way through all nine guys. Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, five champs, did you ever feel um, when one guy lost, did you feel more, more, now I don't want to say pressure, but did you feel more confidence? Like, all right, I can, I need to get this done for my, for my boy, you know? <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think that was all I had. Like at that point in time, you're just like, I got to take care of business, right? Like I can only control what I can control. So like, try not to like get too emotionally invested in 
all these other matches, obviously, you know, you want all your teammates and your buddies to win, but at the end of the day, it's like, I can only do, I can only do what I can do, you know? So I, I don't remember, I remember it, it sucking when like we had a chance to tie the all time record, beat the all time points record. And then you come up short on both of those. Um, I remember that part sucked because yeah. it was like you were celebrating this because you had nine guys in the finals, five champs. But then in the back of your mind, you're like, gosh, we were this close to like yeah. basically having all, all the records or at least tying them. God, I remember crazy. like the, I, I remember being yeah, we would have tied Lewis Central for champs. Mm -hmm. And we would have we would have ended up beating um Waverly Shellrock for points. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I remember like talking about that probably like a couple of weeks after and being like, Yeah, you know, we let one go there. Yeah. Um Dan, you had some battles, you had some good scraps with TJ Moan um from Sadell. You know, um, what was it like wrestling him and trying to, you know, get over that hump? Uh, gosh, yeah, TJ. I mean, TJ. He's a he's a good competitor. He's um, yeah, he's just a stingy. He was he was always just like like tough, stingy wrestler. And um, yeah, I think that he had just he had been in bigger matches than maybe I had been in at the time. He was a senior, I was a sophomore, um, and I mean, for the most part, he he beat the crap out of me all season long. I beat him at districts. And then obviously we had, we had close matches throughout the year, but I mean, he, I think we were, I was like five and one against him that year. Cause he was in our conference. So I wrestled him the second match of the year, uh, first duel, but second match of the year was a double duel, wrestled him at conference, wrestled him at sectionals, wrestled him at districts, then wrestled him in the state finals. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for the most part, he had my number, and then once I got him at the at districts, um, I kind of like had some confidence and like, hey, like, I mean, all, all of them were close matches. So I didn't ever think that I was like, hey, this guy's just going to hammer me. But um, once I got to the state tournament, I was like, all right, well, I've got to freaking do this again. Um, but yeah, he, he's always tough. I and mean, he's, you know, he's just a stingy guy. He's tough. He's hard nosed. I don't think that he you know, had anything like from a technique standpoint that I wasn't ready for, but he's just tough. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those are the hardest guys to beat. <laughs> ones that won't, they won't give up. Yeah. And that's kind of what he was. That's kind of what he was like. He had good coaches. Um, Gary McCall was his coach at the time, which he wrestled at Iowa State. He's a great guy. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we had a lot of good, a lot of good battles. But I, he got the upper hand on those, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. What, what was it like then your junior year when you finally – got the monkey off your back. If you, you know, if people want to say yeah. that, but to finally get to that top of that mountain. Um, yeah, it was, a. I, I want to say that it was a relief, but I don't, I don't know that it was. I think that it was kind of like, I, like I'm, I just expected it out of myself. It's like, I, all right. Like the last two years behind me, like there's like, I, I can't do that again. Right. Yeah. And so it was just a, yeah, it was, it was, um yeah you know, it just worked out it worked out the way that it was probably supposed to but it did feel good to to kind of get that off my back and then I think at that point in time uh, as a junior I was more focused on like hey, what's next right what's after high school like because then you start getting recruited and you're like hey where do I want to go to school um <clears throat> or where do I want to go to college? And so then I think like my focus transitioned to like, all right, I got to continue to get better because I'm going to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And who, when were, when, uh, who started recruiting you right away? 
Um, so I think the, all the, the schools in Iowa, mm-hmm. um, Okie State, um, yeah, I mean, just like the main ones, Oklahoma, Minnesota, um, yeah, I'm just the, the, the main yeah. division one schools, Nebraska, I went on a trip there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just the main, like, you know, all the ones, not a lot of schools out on the East coast, but pretty much everywhere. Yeah. When did you decide Iowa state was, was the place? Um, gosh, it was as much as it pains me to say this now, it was between Iowa and Iowa state. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, I just had a lot of belief in kale. Yeah. And, so, and, and I spent a lot of time wrestling up there because the, at their RTC, you can wrestle there pretty much after the season is over. So I used to go up there at, like in wrestle, I mean, basically from the end of the, when high school season was over mm-hmm. until May when school was out, I would go up there like two or three times a week, every, every week for two months and wrestle with those guys. Oh. Um, just cause they, I mean, they allowed it for all you had to do is I think have a USA card or something. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time around kale and at the time, like Dylan Long was there um, and Casey Cunningham. Well, the same guys that he has at Penn state. Now they were there when I was, when I was training there. So I had a really good like personal relationship with kale. Yeah. And he, I'm trying to remember he left 2000. What year did he leave? Cause he yeah, left the year that I, the year that I came in. Yeah. yeah so, so he was, he was never my coach. Mm-hmm. He was, um, he, yeah, he left as I was coming into school. Yeah. So how, how was that transition from, Kale to was it Kevin Jackson who took over after you know yeah yeah so I was actually gonna leave I was gonna like I I, I don't even know if they called it the transfer portal at that point because yeah. I, was I wasn't even really in school yet so I wouldn't even have been transferring I was just gonna like um, pull back my commitment to yeah. them and I uh, Kevin Jackson I mean he's a great guy so he he said he's like he's like yeah I'll allow you to do it like I totally understand and I was gonna go to Penn State. Um, but my uncle, Jeff, who's a coach, actually wrestled with um, Kevin Jackson um, in the summertime. They they hosted or um, ran the J Rob camps. So my uncle was oh. like, "Hey, you should you should go through some practices with KJ and see how it goes." And then I developed a relationship with him. And then it was kind of like, "All right, well, Iowa State is still." I mean. KJ is a good coach, right? He knows what he's doing. Um, Olympic gold medalist and, you know, happy Valley is a long ways away. (laughs) I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to be that far from home. And then, you know, so it just worked out that I stayed with, with KJ at that time. Wow. So you were going to, you were going to go to Penn state and. Yeah. So I was, my goal was to go to Penn state, but then I also started reconsidering Iowa again, because word of mouth, like somehow got back to me that Iowa revoked or uh, like um, was going to make another offer um, to get me to go there. And then I was, but mostly I think I wanted to go to, to Penn state. And then, yeah, I think just like after some time and probably a lot of it being like, I didn't want to be that far away from home and, no, had a lot of faith in KJ, so yeah. I stayed. Yeah, and so then you went on to Iowa State. Um, did injuries kind of derail you there a little bit? Um, I, I, w- I would like to say that, but I, I don't know. I always think that's maybe a little bit of an excuse. I was probably in my own head more than it was 
you know, being injured. Cause you know, I always say injuries aren't near as bad when you're winning, but injuries are really bad when you're losing. And so I think I got caught in like a little bit of like that quicksand where I was like, all right, well, not having the success that I want to, I'm also hurt. I mean, I had a cervical fusion in college. So it wasn't that like I did, it was a, you know, I sprained an ankle and I couldn't wrestle for two years. It wasn't like that. It it wasn't a big injury, but I I think that, yeah, and maybe this is being like hard on myself or the situation, but I think a lot of that comes back to what I said, right? You're not as hurt when you're winning as you are when you're losing. It kind of like compiles on itself. So yeah, just didn't find the success that I, that I wanted. Yeah. And when you ran into that, you know, roadblock of, you know, having success in high school and then getting to college, I think you're not alone in, in how many kids have success at the high school level. They go D1 and maybe struggle out of the gate. You know, what, what kept you going though, through, through those hard times? Um, Cause you were yeah. finding some success early on, you know, I mean, you were, you were trying to find your footing and. Yeah. So I think that, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think like just then, you know, after a couple of years go by, you may, you become a little bit more of an upper class and you got an understanding of like what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, like you just grow up a little bit. I think yeah. that probably, you know, that helps you like get through it. You know what to expect. It's not as big of a deal when you've gone through it a couple of times, as opposed to like when you're a freshman, you're like, holy cow, this workload is a lot where you're, you know, you kind of get used to it after a couple, you know, two or three years in school, but it doesn't seem as overwhelming. Yeah. Did you have success in the room right away or did you, were you kind of getting beat up? Um, no, I know. I, I think that my uncle always used to tell me, Jeff, so he was an All-American at UNI, and he used to tell me his first year in college, he, like, didn't get a takedown. I was, like, expecting that to happen, and I was like, holy shit, like, this might, this might be bad. Yeah. Like, that's my ego. Uh, but that, that didn't happen. I, um, I did have some success. Mitch Mueller, who's a good, he was a good buddy of mine. He was a great like leader on the team. I wrestled him in the the wrestle off when I was a true freshman and lost to him by a writing time point. So he was a senior and I was a true freshman. So, you know, that like that helped. Um, so it wasn't like I was getting, I do, I will say this. I wrestled him like on a Saturday night and lost him by a point in uh, a writing time point that next week at practice, he beat the crap out of me. So <laughs> maybe he just like was nervous or something, but yeah. he, he made me, he made me pay for it that next week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's an awesome guy. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I don't remember like feeling, you know, overwhelmed by just getting hammered every day at practice um but yeah competition is just like I, I couldn't i couldn't translate it for some reason um because as a true freshman i think I, I was i had a good year for whatever that's worth but then as a redshirt freshman yeah i just i don't know the cutting weight the travel and the workload i just don't think i, don't, I couldn't i couldn't translate it mm-hmm. yeah and i don't i don't think you're you know you're obviously not alone in that in that aspect where it's a lot being a student athlete, especially at the division one level, especially as a wrestler, because not very many wrestlers even get to that point, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I think that it's really important to like, if I could, if I could, if my younger self could go back and think about all this again and just like, you know, hindsight's 2020, no, no now. 
I think it's really important that people pick a coach that is going to coach them the way that they want to, or, or a coach that can adapt their coaching style to each individual kid. Cause I, I remember like coach Bono, great coach. He's a great guy. Like I have a really good relationship with him, but he's like super hard nosed. Like, you know, like if you're, arms broke like just do some push-ups and like eat a steak and you'll be fine <laughs> like i have a concussion like I, that's not gonna work but yeah. um like his coaching style just like didn't work for me it was like too like toughening up like you're being soft and out my like how i would have preferred someone to coach me would be like hey like here's what you're doing wrong here's what you got to do a little bit better let's work on them together and mm-hmm. rock and roll so that just like didn't mesh well with me but i mean he's obviously a good coach he's had final success at uh wisconsin so that was like i mean that was probably my downfall it wasn't their fault it was mine because i should have been mature enough at that age to say like hey like this is the way that i want to be coached like you're not doing me any good by doing that and i think a lot of wrestlers don't know that early on or they, they can even say that mm-hmm. um, but i remember j rob um when I, he was recruiting me he said something that like stuck with me um because I think, I think he's a great guy as well but he mm-hmm. said like the only way that I'm successful is if you're successful. So like all my chips got to be on you being successful. I got to do whatever I can to make you successful. Cause that's the only way, like that is the direct reflection of me. And I always like, like that. And I translate that to business. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, you got to put people in a, in a position to be successful. So I think, you know, for young kids, I think knowing that, You've got to find a coach that's willing to coach you the way you want to be coached. Because some guys like being, you know, they need their, you know, their ass busted in here and they need to be screamed at. And then all of a sudden they're fired up. That just wasn't, that wasn't what worked for me. So I think knowing that, if you can know that at a young age, that that's really helpful. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that wholeheartedly because I wasn't like that. I did not want to be coached like that. I was not somebody you could ride and that's not going to get me fired up. You know, I'm with you, like more of a different approach of, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. Like you were saying, you know, and as an athlete, you kind of, you know, did you get kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place there where, you know, like you had this coach who was riding you, but you didn't really know what to do because it's not the way you want to be coached. But, you know, I mean, a lot can go in your mind. Like, is it me? Is it the coach? Like what's going on? You know, why am I not yeah. seeing success? Yeah, I think when I think about it now, obviously, like, I don't, I mean, life works out the way that it's supposed to, right? So I don't like, right. I, don't, I don't blame any of my coaches. Of course. Great coaches. Mm-hmm. I don't blame any of them. But I think, yeah, like, you're, you're just in, like, the thick of, like, the season. And people who aren't wrestlers or who, you know, Division One's even a different animal. But if you're not wrestlers, like, this this maybe could sound like weird, but like when you're in the thick of that season, it's like your head is in so many different places. Like you're cutting away. You don't really care about school, right? All you're caring about is like, how do I freaking figure out how to find success on the mat? And then like, you just like, you know, the the season is long. You start in August, you end in March. And so you just kind of like get caught in this thing. And it's like hard to, it's hard to like pull yourself out reevaluate and then step back in to Mm. the thing that's still flowing. So I think you can get caught up in that like pretty quick. Um, 
But again, thinking back, you know, thinking about it now as a as a 32-year-old, I would say, yeah, I should have done a better job of like communicating that to my coaches because I think that could have uh, that would have helped me long term. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you've kind of translated that into into the way that you manage or that into your business here, you know, you've kind of take the lessons you've learned from going through the grind, what you didn't like, what you liked about it. And now you're seem like you're applying it to, to your business. Yeah. I mean, my, my business is very competitive and I think that, um, yeah, I think that probably some of me initially is like, gosh, I didn't like have the success that I had in college. And, you know, I want to be successful in other things. And business is just the next thing. So, you know, pretty soon I, I get married at the end of the year. So I want to have success being a husband. Yeah. Kids, right? I want to be successful being a father. And so, you know, I think that that's just the way that I'm wired. And probably most people are, but that's the way that I'm wired. So it was like, if it wasn't going to be wrestling, it was going to be something else. And that's why I transitioned fairly quickly into, you know, having my financial planning business and, you know, just growing this to the best of my ability. Yeah. And when financially your financial business, when did you kind of take that turn that this was the path we're going to go? Um, so I didn't wrestle as a senior in college. So it gave me a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do. And like I said, it didn't lead me, that didn't lead me to, being a financial advisor, it just led me to knowing that I wanted to be in business for myself, right? It, it, it led me to, I need to like figure out a way to control my own destiny and like figure out how much money I want to make and can make. And so, yeah, it didn't, like I said, I don't think that like my, um, you know, like if I wasn't a financial advisor, I don't know what I would do. I would just go do something else, right? That yeah. I was, a, you know, that I could yeah. be successful at. But I think that that helped me not wrestling my senior year. You know, it frees up a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when I took a medical hardship, then yeah, it gave me the you know the the capacity to think about like, all right, how, how what's the next thing I can try to be successful? Mm-hmm. And why? What what held you back from wrestling your senior year? So I had surgery on my neck when I was a sophomore. I had a cervical fusion. Mm-hmm. Then I started wrestling again um, my junior year. Um, and I started, um, and then I think as soon as the cyclone open hit, like all my symptoms started coming back. So I had like numbness in my arm. Um, like I was losing feeling in my these two fingers. Um, so like yeah, a lot of my symptoms started coming back after my surgery because it's been basically a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, probably had been like eight months since my surgery. And I thought it was going to make a, uh, you know, full recovery, but then yeah, all my symptoms started coming back and the doctors were just like, Hey, like you, if you keep messing with this, or if it keeps going the way that it go, it's going, like you could like have nerve damage in your hands. You could like never be able to play catch or play golf or, you know, whatever again with your hand. And so at that point in time, <clears throat> that's when I called it quits. And then as a senior, then I had a medical hardship that year. Gotcha. Okay. I, I also remember, um, gosh, I think it was like, maybe it was your freshman year, right out of the gate, you wrestled a kid from Oklahoma and got knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. At home. Yeah. Yeah. At home. Yeah. I got choked out. Yeah. Yeah. You got choked out. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, 
what what kind of happened after that? You know, did that? Yeah, that was stupid because I was beating the kid. Yeah. And then, yeah, I get choked out and like, I was like, ow. And then the again, yeah. yeah, still calls it good. So I think that was BS, but yeah. it is what it is now. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think, I mean, that's just part of wrestling, right? Yeah. Just, I just got in a bad position and the kid took advantage of it. And so that, you know, that is what it, that is what it is. But um. Yeah, I don't really think that had like any effect on my neck or anything. I think people thought that, but I think my neck came from like just years of wrestling. It was just like beat down, not not one specific incident. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of people thought that maybe initially, but no, I don't think it had anything to do with it. Okay, because you also said that you you sustained a concussion, so I didn't know if that you know. Um, trying effects you know yeah i don't think there's i don't think there's any way that uh i just had dinner with Derek st john uh last week sometime and it was like we were just talking about it and i got bad shoulders and i still got a bad neck and i think he said he's got bad knees Mm -hmm. so yeah there's i don't think there's any way you escape that (laughs) grind without bumps and bruises um so yeah they're just starting to catch up with me now but Taking care of your body is important. Yeah, and so when you think of when you when you say that taking care of your body is important, and then you look back on, you know, when you had that cervical fusion and and the basically you retired from wrestling is what I want to say, you know, because of the neck issues. I mean, that's something you don't want to mess with. You know, if there's something in in life, you know, it's like your neck or your back. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. So for sure. I mean, that had to be just kind of a tough tough time for you how'd you get kind of through that um i think that um well i mean i think that i like came to the conclusion as well right this injury sucks but also if i'm being very real with myself like it's a lot easier to do now but if i'm being like super real with myself like i I wasn't gonna win a national title anyways right i wasn't like it's not that I didn't have the skill. I just like didn't, my mind was not in the same place Mm -hmm. that it was when I was coming into school. So it was like, all right, I can probably like grind this out and like wrestle the rest of the season and, you know, risk hurting myself more. But the reality is like, I wasn't in a position where, you know, I I, I was going to like be an all American probably, or, you know, win a national title anyways. And that like, sounds like a, you know, maybe a soft thing to say, but yeah, that's just the reality is like, all right, well, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to win the Olympics in 2022 or whatever. Like that's just the reality. And so I think once I like got a hold of that, once I was like, you know, just real with myself, then it was a little bit easier. And my brother was still on the team at that point in time. So Mm -hmm. that, that probably sucked worse than me not wrestling is like not getting to wrestle with my brother. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's easy. Again, it's easier for me to say now, but it's just wrestling. Right. Wrestling yeah. is important, but it's just wrestling. You got a lot of life to live uh, after wrestling. So that that's probably what's more important. And that's yeah, that's actually what I was going to say was like in the moment, it seems probably like such a big deal, you know, but looking back. Yeah. When you're in that moment, it seems like it's the end of the world or it's going to be. But like you just said, you know, it's just wrestling. It's just, yeah, you know, yeah we love to do it. It's something we do, but it's not going to be something we're going to do forever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, co- I, I helped like volunteer this year at Waukee Northwest and they had a great year. Yeah. Um, the, a bunch of studs on their team at four yeah. champs. And so it's like, when I go in there, 
Like, I don't even think those kids know who I am, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're 18. I'm 32. They didn't yeah. watch me wrestle. They didn't know that I, you know, that I was a decent high school wrestler. So it's like, you realize like, you're just a small piece, right? In this like overall thing, like they're worried about like, you know, the next guy that's a weight above them. If he goes down, they don't, they don't know who Trent Waterman is. The, the old guy that comes into practice, like yeah. I don't know who I am. So, you know, you can like eat a piece of humble pie really quick and you're like, yeah. hey, I used to be okay. But, you know, they don't, the kids don't care and they don't yeah. listen to you just like they don't listen to any of the other coaches. So yeah, it's, it, it was funny to experience that this year. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Did, did you, um, so you, did you feel a little slower when you went back in there or do you still got it? It took me a couple of weeks to get my chops back, but yeah, I mean, wrestling, but definitely not in good shape. Um, yeah. but as far as like get, just getting the feel back a little bit, um, it was, it was fun to do that. Cause like I said, I probably haven't wrestled since 2014. So it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so to go in and wrestle with those guys was, it was fun, but it, it did take a couple of weeks for me to like get a little bit of a gas tank back where I could wrestle, for, you know, for an hour and a half or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Did you get, um, how'd you get touched up with them? Brett Yankovic, I think is the assistant coach there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's a, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, and then Chad Volmicky, who's the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always had like an appreciation for him because we used to wrestle them. Ballard used to wrestle Waukee when it was like original Waukee yeah. way back in the day. And I think, I don't know, Chad would probably laugh if I, if he heard me say this, but I think we beat them 84 to nothing. I think we pinned every kid on their team, but he was always so nice and he was always so respectful. He's, he's just a stand up guy. Yeah. If, if I was a head coach of a team and I just got beat 84 to nothing, I would be like, we're out of here. Right. Yeah. Like, so he's just like, he's just a, he's a great person. And so I got hooked up with them, but part of what it was is their 182 pounder Griff Gamble. Mm-hmm. He's going to Virginia mm-hmm. to wrestle for the Paul Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're the head and assistant head coach. And so Trent and Travis were the coaches when I was at Iowa State. So I, me and my brother have a really, really good relationship with the Paulsons, like two of my favorite people on, on earth. And so Griff is going to wrestle for them. So then it was kind of like a matchup that it worked out to, for me to go wrestle, you know, and, and hang out with those guys. And so they, they kind of invited me with open arms. And they, yeah, they were yeah. Super good to work with. And then, yeah, most of my time, I, I say coaching very, very loosely. Like, I was just a workout partner. I just yeah. had a couple other bigger guys and, um, and help out in whatever small way I could. Um, but that was, like, the extent of me wrestling this year. Yeah. Is that something you think you'll pursue at some point in your life? You know, maybe getting back um, into the ranks? Or, or, or is that something where, like, you know what, wrestling's just in my past? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if I have kids that wrestle, um, then yeah, I'll probably be involved uh, to some stretch of the uh, imagination, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like if my kids don't wrestle for whatever reason, which I don't anticipate that happening, but um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably be involved once I have kids and I'll probably be involved with walkie Northwest to, you know, to some extent, um, you know, in the future, just cause I, I like those guys they're they're good guys to be around and they have some, some good guys on their team. But as far as like stepping into like a, 
full-time role where I'm going to practice every single day, I would probably delay that until I have kids just because like running my business is there's a lot of hours. I spend a lot of time at work. So um, I, I would probably wait to do that when I had kids. Okay. So, okay. So it is something that maybe you envision in the, in, in the future, possibly. Yeah. Well, so, um, so I'm moving, I'm building a house in Polk city here soon, but, uh, the funny thing is Dylan Long lives in Polk City, helps out with wrestling. David Bonin, who wrestled at UNI, All-American, uh, uh, lives in Polk City. And then I think his name is Sean Stender, also an All-American at UNI, lives in Polk City. And so I'm like, what do I need to coach for? Like, send my, like, if I have kids, I'll just send them to these guys. These guys yeah. are the real deal. Like, I'm like fourth on that totem pole. So I, to, I can just save my time and go do something else. Yeah. Because those, those guys are all studs. Yeah. Wow. So are you... it, it, it's a good community to, to be in. Yeah. That, you said Polk City. So that's what, just north of Des Moines? North, yeah. North Polk High School is what it would be. So, yeah. I mean, I'll, who knows what it'll look like when right. I have kids that are even old enough to wrestle because this area is growing so much. That is. Yeah. Someone someone had mentioned like, oh, you got to get involved and, you know, help out. And I was like, I would be last on that list. Like, I'll, I'll leave it to the experts, you know? <laughs> don't Don't sell yourself short, though. I mean, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm also, I don't know Sean Stender. Um, I don't know if you know that name, but he, he's a little than us, but um, yeah, I, I don't know him to the degree that I know Dylan Long and, and mm-hmm. David Bonin, but I know that Dave, I, I, I have a good relationship with both of those guys are both great guys. So huh. both you and I grads. Yeah. So yeah. Live in the, in the same place they do. Wow. Small world that, yeah. Yeah. You're, you know, <laughs> Definitely. Where they do. Um, well, yeah, I guess I'll wrap it up here. You know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I just appreciate you sitting down with me and just talking through, you know, your, your journey and the, the accomplishments and also the struggles, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have similar stories where, you know, they have success, they don't have success, they have success, they don't, you know, but you're having success now, which is all that matters. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for thinking of me, man. I appreciate yeah, it. It's been fun. It's been fun chatting with you and, uh, you know, hashing up the glory days, if you will. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's always good to, to talk wrestling. So, yeah, appreciate yeah again, I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Trent Weatherman, for taking some time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time.